We don't have to be intimidated as parents to, to tackle those parts of Jesus' story that might be a little bit more difficult. Again, I think Jesus' names give us um, a good way to, to grasp onto word pictures that children can understand, and how comforting for a child to know that part of Jesus. Hello, and welcome to the Influencers Podcast. I am back. I am back. This is Chrissy Cochran, and Dave Donaldson and Scott Young are not in. So I am back as guest co-host today, and I am so excited to be here. We're going to talk about a, a topic that, man, just really hits home for me as a mother of three young children. I know we have a lot of um, parent listeners out there, and so we're really, you know what, we're coming up to... Christmas time. We're coming up to a lot of holidays. And you know what? Even just this morning, just this morning, I was telling my kiddos at the breakfast table, okay, guys, we're going to have a fast couple of weeks and things are going to get busy. So just hang with me. Let's stay on top. Let's stay focused on Jesus. And and man, we're just trying to stay above the stress a lot of times just as a busy household. And so today I'm just so excited um, to talk about that. You know, holidays can be a stressful time for families. Um, they can for me. And so I I really, you know, we just want you guys, all of you who are listening, just to think about how can you really recapture the joy of Christmas. And we want to just really just harness all those tools that are out there for us to really just make sure that we're not losing the joy and the special gift that Christmas gives us. And so our guest today is going to help us discover ways that we can do that with our children and, of course, for ourselves. And so that's why um, I'm so excited. So today we have Asherita Chuchu, which is the best name ever. I love that name. Um, she is the best-selling author, national speaker, and host of the Prayers of Rest podcast. And I'll tell you, before we jumped on today, I looked at Prayers of Rest podcast, and I was interested just because of the title, and I'm intrigued. So check that out too. But she is a Romanian um, missionary kid. She's passionate about helping people around the world enjoy Jesus through creative spiritual habits. Asherita is married to her high school sweetheart, and together they race. They're three spunky kids in Northeast Ohio. So as a mother of three kids, welcome, Ashrita, to the Influencers Podcast. <laughs> Chrissy, thank you so much for a warm welcome. It's my joy to be here. Yes, well, we're glad that you're here with us. Now, this is um, your first children's book. That's super cool. Now, what what is the story about? It is called Unwrapping the Names of Jesus for Kids. And that's what we're going to be talking about today to help us through, you know, the Christmas season. But tell us what the story is about. Why did you write it? And how is this um, impacting your three children? Sure. Yeah. Um, wow. That's a lot. So um, Unwrapping the Names of Jesus started as an, a family Advent devotional about five years ago. Um, and so it's been out for five years. And um, over the years, just so many people responded to this need to prepare our hearts for Christmas. Um, in fact, it's um, past the 100,000 sales threshold for that family devotional. So my publisher came to me and asked me, would you be open to writing a children's version of Unwrapping the Names of Jesus? Um, and that was a challenge, Chrissy. Honestly, I've, I've 
published seven books now. Uh, one is 100,000 words. And it was so much harder for me to write this short 600-word book <laughs> where every word matters. Um, and wanting so, so deeply to um, write a story that captures children's imagination, but also introduces them to Jesus through this lens of his different names. So we chose 10 of Jesus' names from that family devotional um, and brought it into this children's book, um, imagining what it would be like for a little girl to follow along with Jesus and watch his ministry unfold, watch him multiply the bread and the fish and mm. cast out the, the money changers in the temple. Like, what would that be like for a child to witness Jesus' ministry? Um, and then also looking at how Jesus' names are revealed in his actions in the Gospels. Uh, so we can talk more about the the story in there, but that's kind of how it started. It was that the, the family devotional was reaching so many families and readers were saying, we want something for our kids. Uh, and it's just so much prayer asking God for wisdom. And I am thrilled with uh, how it turned out. It's a beautiful book. That's incredible. As a mom of three kids myself, I have my boy who is 12. I have twin girls who are nine. Okay, So anything that is for kids to help them develop their faith and understanding of Jesus and how it implies in their life, I'm, I'm all in. I buy all the books and all the videos, all the tools I can get to help me in this crazy world to bring up and disciple my children. And that's what I love about this book. Um, I think that um, what is interesting is that you've previously written that we all suffer from soul amnesia, like really forgetting who Jesus is and why his birth was so miraculous, right? So we get caught up in all the hustle and bustle. And even the strongest of us Christians, we could just forget about that. But why do you think that is? Hmm. Um, I, I just think of the lyric of that song, like, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it, mm. prone to leave yeah. the God I love. Um, our, our hearts are just, I think, in our, in our sinful nature, we just wander. <laughs> we, we look for other things to fulfill us. We look for other ways to find meaning and, and fulfillment mm. and joy in life. But we were created for God. <laughs> and so anything short of God's presence is, is going to fall short. <laughs> we, we won't feel that mm -hmm. satisfaction and that fulfillment. But, but there we go chasing all the things, right? So in, a, in the season leading up to Christmas, uh, there, there are so many ways for us to stay busy, <laughs> to feel like we're doing important things. And, and a lot of them are like our kids have holiday parties and, and they're, you know, wanting to make their Christmas shopping list and we want to decorate and make cookies. And like, there's so many fun things we can do as a family, but in the hustle and bustle of all the different things, um, I found in my own life that, um, I had to become somewhat of a Grinch <laughs> just mm. because uh, it, it was so stressful. There was so much. And I was getting to December 24th, just like, can we be done with this already? Like, I'm ready to put everything away and I just need a long nap. <laughs> right? We just yep. get so tired. Um, and, and so my prayer years ago when, when I was recognizing this about myself um, 
was, Lord, would you help me recapture the wonder of Christmas? Like we say that Christmas is really about Christ. Uh, We say it's all about Jesus. But when we look at our schedules and our planners and the way we spend our time and our money, um, there's precious little time and energy given to preparing our hearts to celebrate who Jesus is. And and that's where the Lord led me years ago is um, taking time in the month of December to prepare my heart by studying a different name of Jesus every day leading up to Christmas. And when I did that, even just a few minutes a day, studying a line of Judah, what what does that mean about who Jesus is? A great high priest, what does that reveal about who he offers himself to us? Men of sorrows, oh, what what a beautiful gift that Jesus sits with us in our sorrows. I, I realize that each name is a gift. Each name reveals a different facet of who Jesus is. So pausing to study that name of Jesus, uh, it was like unwrapping a gift each day of December leading up to Christmas Day. And when I got to Christmas Day, Chrissy, my heart was so full. I was like, I just unwrapped 24 gifts. Like, wow, we celebrate Emmanuel, God with us. And it just radically transformed my Christmas experience for myself. It shifted my focus from the cookie decorating and the shopping and and the tree and all the things to like, no, this, this is what it's all about. It's about Jesus. And as we unwrap his names, I think that's how we discover and rediscover the joy and wonder of Christmas. Mm, That's beautiful. And as you're talking about, like, how it kind of started with you, right? Like, I, I've i realized over the time of being a mother that, man, Christmas for them really, like, begins and ends with me, <laughs> you know, mm. like, putting on this Christmas for them and making it magical and memorable, the stuff that we do, and and trying to make sure they understand what this is truly about. But... Whenever I am after that, I get in the middle of then being so, you know, introspective and like, wait, what it needs to overflow of what I'm teaching my children overflows from what I am experiencing myself. That's where they're really grabbing onto, right? So I love how you say you're just, you know, going through this advent of the names of Jesus and that's just an overflow. It just can't help. It just can't help it, right? It will naturally overflow onto your children. But, you know, um, another another thing about this book is that it's really helping kids face the challenges of um, that could that they can face in forming a relationship with Jesus. And that really stuck out to me because as much as we're teaching our kids about the Bible and about what Christmas is about. I am so praying over them every day that it becomes their own. They have their own testimony and they cannot just write on the coattails of my faith. They need to have their own faith. So talk about why do you believe there are some common challenges children face in, in forming that relationship with Jesus? 
Yeah. Well, uh, let me just preface this by saying I'm not an expert on parenting or discipleship. I'm right here in the midst of it. (laughs) Uh, My kids are nine, six, and four. And so I can just speak from my own personal experience and also conversations I've had with other mama friends who um, are also older and have older kids. Uh, But, you know, even growing up in a Christian family, uh, one of the challenges I faced was that – for one thing, it, it's easy to accumulate head knowledge about Jesus, about the Bible, about God. Like our head can be filled with facts um, and, and there's a disconnect with a heart. Like, oh, what does this actually mean? <laughs> like when I'm on the playground and the kids don't want to play with me and I'm all by myself, like how does Jesus meet me there in that space of rejection and loneliness? Um, when I did not perform as well on a test at school uh, and I'm disappointed and and I feel like my parents are going to be disappointed in me. Like, does Jesus care about that? Like, where does the story of Daniel in the lion's den and like David and Goliath, like how does, how does it all fit together so that Jesus meets me in the space where I am? I think that's probably what I've seen in my own life growing up in a, in a Christian family. And then also what I'm seeing in my kids, that's one of the big challenges is that there's a disconnect of we're learning facts about the Bible. We're learning Bible stories. We're learning things about Jesus. How does that meet us in the day-to-day life? Oh, so, you know, as a parent that, that then is like, I think, Part of how we meet them in that challenge is that we model for them how Jesus is a part of our day-to-day life. (laughs) That for Mm -hmm. us as parents, it's not just that we file in and out of church on Sunday mornings. Um, It's not even just that we read our Bible and we pray on the days when we do, right? Because how many of us would truthfully acknowledge we struggle with uh, making a a daily habit of reading the Bible and praying. Um, What I found so powerful is telling my children the stories of how Jesus met me in that place Mm. of hardship, right? So as my daughter shares about the playground and no one wants to play with her, um, sharing with her, you know, there was a time when I felt left out and I felt alone. And when I talk to God about it, when I cried out to Jesus, um, he was there with me because he's the good shepherd. He never leaves his sheep. He, he doesn't like let the lambs by themselves. <laughs> like he's the one who comes and gathers them in. And so when, when you're on the playground and you feel alone, I just want you to picture the good shepherd right there with you, that you're not alone, that he's holding you. Um, and, and then praying with my daughter, that she would feel God's presence, that she would sense Mm. the good shepherd with her on the playground. Um, That happened a couple weeks ago where where we had that conversation with with one of my kids and it broke my mama heart. (laughs) But instead of just telling her to like suck it up and be a big kid and not cry about it, it gave me an opportunity to enter into that space with her to share how Jesus met me in a similar need and how Jesus will be there for her. And I found the names of Jesus to be such a great way to um, 
create these word pictures for our children that will help them understand how Jesus meets them in that space. And so with that child in that situation, I, you know, I prayed when she went to school the next day, I was like, Lord, would you meet her on the playground? Would you be with her? Would you give her your peace? And I asked her how it went. And she's like, you know, there was someone who came and invited me to play with them. And I made a new friend and Jesus was with me. What a gift. That, that we get to walk with our children, that they would apply the things they learn on Sunday. They get to apply it in their day-to-day life. But we do that by sharing our own Jesus stories with them and helping them bridge that divide, that gap. Asherita, that's, that's wonderful because I think what you were describing there too is like all of these like teachable discipleship moments with our children. And I'm always praying. I'm like, Holy Spirit, open my eyes to a moment and opportunity I could have with them to show them who you are, right? Mm-hmm. And to, and then to use those, yeah, like the names of Jesus. I love, you're right. They need those word pictures. They need those applicable things to apply in their life. They're so like picture smart, you know, and creative. And that's how we can speak to them. So every time, I mean, seriously, I'm, even this morning, I'm doing my little girl fakes hair and little pigtails and I'm like girl I'm just like you know the God that created the universe he calls you by name how special is that you know I'm like praying for like anytime God there's an opportunity I want to speak that over them and Mm -hmm. and so that is is incredible I'm right with you right right with you with that but how do you how do we help children, children, you think, really understand the parts of Jesus's life that might be difficult to explain. And at the beginning of this podcast, you were talking about paying attention to every single word you were using, because in those teachable moments that I have as a mother, I'm like, I'm talking very carefully and I'm praying for the Holy Spirit to direct every word because I'm like, I'm, I want to really guide them well with this to resonate and it speaks to them. Um, But I don't want to cause confusion with how things were just difficult. So how, how would you help children understand, you know, parts of Jesus' life with this anger or his suffering? Hmm. Yeah. Um, I remember, (laughs) I remember when my, my oldest was three or four and we're reading through the Jesus storybook Bible and it's showing like his beating. It's showing Jesus on the cross. And I'm like, "Ah, I'm not sure I'm ready for this. (laughs) Like, Right. How do we how do we offer our children a holistic picture of Jesus and not just this flat felt board <laughs> Sunday school Jesus? Um, and and what I found is that our children need the whole of who Jesus is. Um, and and looking, for example, at again, earlier this week, we were talking with my oldest, my nine-year-old, about Lion of Judah. And in the children's picture book, the name Lion of Judah is superimposed on Jesus cleansing the temple. And so he has like this look on his face, like his hair is sticking out, like there's this motion and movement of him. And you can feel the energy on the page, right? As he's tossing these tables and and the money collectors are scared and our little protagonist is in the background and she's like confused by what Jesus is doing, but she's not necessarily frightened because she's been with him. So she's not afraid of him, but like this is a side of Jesus she hasn't seen before. And it's kind of like, what is going on here? Um, And and so 
I had an opportunity to talk with my nine-year-old about Jesus as the Lion of Judah and say, okay, what, what does that tell us? When you hear lion, what, what do you think about lion? And, and a lion is strong and a lion roars. And like when a lion does that, he clears the forest. Uh, there's no one that dares stand against a lion uh, in the same way. Jesus is the Lion of Judah, and so he's able to stand against those who would misuse their power and abuse their power to harm the the weak and those who are small. Uh, Jesus uses his strength to protect his own, and so we never have to be afraid of the Lion of Judah. But um, when you're in a position where you feel like someone is being unfair or, or someone in power is is misusing that, you can cry out to the Lion of Judah. Um, He wants to protect you. He wants to stand there. And when you're behind him, you can feel safe. So we don't have to be intimidated as parents to to tackle those parts of Jesus' story that might be a little bit more difficult. Again, I think Jesus' names give us um, a good way to, to grasp onto word pictures that children can understand. And how comforting for a child to know that part of Jesus, to know that if he gets angry with people who misuse power, um, they can be angry about that too, because Jesus is angry too. And his heart is a heart for justice too. So many great conversations that can come out of this. And this, this takes me to my next question, which you kind of already answered, but still, I'll just just (laughs) add at it. Um, how might you advise a family, especially a family like mine, to weave in the different names of Jesus into our prayer life as a family or into our, our devotional life? You kind of already talked about that, but any other things on how we can, because I want them to, when I think about doing it with my kids, like I want them to to know it in their heart and not just memorize, like, hey, these are the 10 names and then can you recite them? but then to just weave them into, yes, our daily prayer time and for them to carry it onto where it is just sewn into their hearts mm. and it'll stay with them through adulthood. Yeah. Uh, I think this is one of those things that we model and not necessarily teach. Um, not that we can't teach our children the names of Jesus. Obviously, mm. I hope that through the children's book that we introduce even young children to Jesus' names. Um, we have on our website um, – printable coloring ornaments that have Jesus' names for our little, little readers uh, that they might, you know, color in a picture and think about what that means about Jesus. So I think there's value in teaching our children Jesus' names, but as far as like incorporating them into our prayer life, our devotional life, I think that's one of the things that we as adults model (laughs) that do we know Jesus' names? Like, do we know what they mean? Um, and, and if not, that's where we right. start. We start by learning his precious names, digging into uh, scripture and what that means. Uh, what does it mean that Jesus is the bread of life? <laughs> like It's not just a title. There, there's substance to that. So as we learn and grow to know and love Jesus more, it's going to pour out into our prayers. Um, I've Jesus' names are just a part of my prayer vocabulary now because I've been studying them for years. Like, I can't not pray Jesus' names. Uh, His names will come to mind in a given situation when my child is going through a hard thing, when a friend is going through a difficulty. It's like 
there's a name of Jesus that that just speaks to that hardship. Um, and so it's something that is not forced, uh, but rather comes out of our own personal study and reflection and prayer life. And I think our children will see that. Um, and, and there's stages of development for kids. So like I said, you know, the little, little ones, it's reading the picture book. It's coloring in those ornaments. Uh, my nine-year-old, I was able to talk on a more almost abstract level um, about line of Judah and the line of Judah and where does Judah come from? He was one of the 12 tribes. Uh, having those conversations come as they get older, um, but really planting the seeds when they're young. And then it, part of the wonder of Jesus' names is like, you can unwrap them for the rest of your life and still learn something new every time. <laughs> There's just such richness to Jesus' names. Such richness to Jesus's names. It's absolutely right. I'm I'm excited about getting the book. I'm excited about going into the holiday season and going through this with my family and just really um, resting in the joy of Christmas. Mm -hmm. That is my vow this year is to not get all caught up in the hustle and bustle, but to just capture that joy and the gift that Christmas brings us, the miracle of Christmas. So thank you so much, Asherita, for joining us. As we come to a close, would you mind just saying a little prayer over all of the listeners today, whether they're parents or not, whether they have little children or adult children, that we won't forget the joy that Christmas brings to our lives and the miracle of it, but that we can really just... Um, come to know the Lord in a special, different way this year. Absolutely. I'd be happy to. Oh, Lord God, you are, you are everything our hearts long for. You are the bread of life that feeds us. You are the great high priest who intercedes for us. You are the light of the world that lights up our darkness. Even darkness is not dark with you. God, thank you that you have given us Jesus, the greatest gift. And um, we just confess that oftentimes we get complacent and uh, we forget the wonder of who you are. We forget just how marvelous of a gift you've given us, Emmanuel, that God himself would come and be with us. So God, we ask that you would stir in our hearts a, a fresh hunger for you, that you would awaken in our souls this Christmas season uh, the wonder and awe and joy of being in your presence, Jesus. Whatever that looks like for each person listening, for their family, for their church community, Lord, I pray that you would meet us in a special way, that you would um, create in our hearts a desire to seek your face each day. And you promise that uh, when we seek you, we will find you. When we seek you with our whole heart, you will be found by us. And so that is our heart desire. That is our prayer. Let us not become busy and, and frazzled and in the hustle and bustle of the holiday season. Ah, but lead us to a place of quiet rest. Thank you for your invitation for all of us who are weary and heavy burdened that we might come to you, Jesus, and find rest for our souls. So that is what we ask and that is what we trust, that you will be faithful to complete the good work that you started in us, that you will be faithful to lead us 
good shepherd, to those green pastures and those still waters that we might find rest for our souls this Christmas season. Thank you for the gift of Jesus. We love you. We love you so much. Amen. Amen. Asherita, thank you for joining us. Chrissy, thank you for having me. It was my joy to be here. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Influencers Podcast on the Charisma Podcast Network. If you enjoy our content, we would love for you to subscribe and have the opportunity to tune in to future podcasts. You can follow us on all social media platforms at the Influencers Podcast Official. You can stay up to date, hear more inspiring content, and unlock your full potential as an influencer. Remember to use your influence to create lasting change that draws the world closer to Jesus.